The importance of women's health cannot be overstated. Women's health is not only important for their own well-being, but also the health of their family and communities. Technology can play a significant role in improving women's health and providing access to health information, healthcare services, and health products. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into female-centric technologies known as Femtech. Welcome to eHacker Health, the podcast providing digital and community resources to help women optimize their health. I'm your host, Dr. Kat Andrews. So women's health has always been a topic of concern, but with the advancements in technology, we are now able to address these concerns more effectively. From menstrual tracking apps to telemedicine, technology is making it easier for women to take control of their health with female-centered technologies called Femtech, even more so. So let's get into what is Femtech and how it's changing women's health care. So first question off the bat is, what is Femtech? Femtech is a term that was coined back in 2016 by, I believe her name is Ida Tin. I believe that's how you say it. She is a Danish female entrepreneur who actually created the Clue app. And Femtech refers to technology-based products and services that cater to women's healthcare needs. The rise of Femtech has revolutionized the way women approach their health and wellness. So Femtech has enabled women to take control of their health by providing them with basically personalized and data-driven healthcare solutions. The femtech industry has grown significantly since 2016, and in recent years, it has an estimated market size of 60 billion, with a B, that is 60 billion by 2027. So in this episode, we're going to tackle kind of what is femtech in more detail and how it makes it easier for women to kind of take control of their health. So off the bat, what are the benefits of using femtech or kind of female-centric digital health technologies? First, it improves access to healthcare for women by providing them with convenient and affordable healthcare solutions. For instance, telemedicine, uh, which became vital during the COVID-19 pandemic and the subsequent locked up or lockdown, I should say, allowed women to receive healthcare services remotely, and this reduced the need for in-person visits to healthcare facilities, which were really overrun with critical ill patients at that time. Secondly, Femtech increases awareness and education about women's health by providing women with information about their bodies and health issues they may face. Thirdly, Femtech provides personalized and data-driven healthcare solutions that that enable women to take control of the health. For example, digital mammograms and pap smears can detect cancers at an early age uh, when treatment is most effective. 
I can actually speak to this. I got a mammogram, you know, annual mammogram when you're supposed to, and there was a detection of a lump. And so now, thankfully, it was benign. Um, but that digital mammogram, the initial mammogram led to an actual super high-tech 3D mammogram, which was awesome. And because of that, I now do two mammograms a year to make sure that this detection of cancer, which does run in my family, can kind of give me early detection as well as treatment if that is needed. Just as an example, right? And then lastly, Femtech empowers women to make informed decisions about her health by providing women with the tools they need to manage their health effectively. So that is some reasons as to why Femtech is so powerful. So in looking at the benefits, of course, we're going to flip the coin over and look at what are some of the challenges. Firstly, there's a lack of diversity and inclusivity in the tech industry and healthcare. So we see that over in product development for femtech, with many femtech products initially being designed by men, despite there being many female uh, inventors creating products and services. The initial push out were the things that were created by men. Secondly, there was and does in some cases still continue to be limited funding and investment opportunities for uh, women's companies, their femtech startups, with many investors, male investors, being hesitant to invest in women's health because they themselves aren't using it, so they don't always see a need, despite the fact that they have mothers and grandmothers and daughters and sisters who would greatly benefit from it. Lastly, there are regulatory hurdles and legal challenges facing the industries with many femtech products falling under the FDA, that's US FDA, medical device regulations, and this makes it difficult for female-centered products to be approved. But despite all this, even with these challenges, there continues to be a rise in femtech services and products, and they're becoming more widely available to women across the across the world, really. And they are having amazing results. And so we're going to get into that. Um, so with that, let's look at what femtech products and services actually look like. I would actually place Femtech into four categories, right? So I would put them into digital apps, telemedicine, wearables, and then digital and IRL or in real life communities. So let's start out with digital apps. So in today's digital age, mobile apps have become an integral part of our lives. We order food, we, you know, book shared rides. There's an app for almost anything. And that also includes apps that address women's health. So the key ones that come to mind are ones like menstrual cycle tracking apps. These apps allow women to track their menstrual cycles, predict their next period, and monitor symptoms such as cramping, bloating, and mood swings. This information can be used to plan activities and make informed decisions about contraceptives. Then there's fitness and wellness apps. These apps offer personalized workout plans. You can get nutrition advice and mindful exercises that cater to individual needs. Women can now access also professional guidance um, as well as uh, training advice from the comfort of their homes. And you don't have to spend a ton of money on going to the gym or trying to actually get a personal trainer, which could be hundreds and hundreds of dollars. 
There's also pregnancy and parenting apps. These apps provide information on prenatal care, on baby development, on breastfeeding, and also postpartum recovery. Next, there's mental health apps. And mental health apps offer a range of services such as meditation. You can get direct therapy sessions and also stress management techniques that help women cope with anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. And the last one I want to mention is telemedicine apps. These apps allow women to consult with healthcare professionals remotely through video calls or chat services. And this has been particularly for beneficial for women who live in rural areas, um, as well as those who may have limited mobility or access to transportation. And speaking of telemedicine, let's just go ahead and jump into that topic. So Telemedicine, the other category, is the use of technology to provide healthcare services remotely and has been revolutionized and has, I should say, revolutionized the way healthcare is delivered. Uh, it has made healthcare kind of more accessible, definitely more affordable, and convenient for women. Telemedicine has had a significant impact on women's health because it really does improve access to healthcare services um, and, of course, reducing those healthcare costs. It also increases patient satisfaction amongst women. So, I mentioned rural giving access to women who live in rural areas, but I would also argue that it increases access to healthcare services for women who live in urban or metropolitan areas, as well as for women who face challenges just accessing healthcare services either due to transportation issues or childcare issues. So telemedicine has been extremely beneficial for women who are in these circumstances. It also made it possible for women to just be able to do telemedicine from the comfort of their home or even from their workplace so you don't have to take time off or even leave your home. Um, and of course, telemedicine has been particularly beneficial for pregnant women who need regular checkups and monitoring. So again, this has been really, really crucial and a big, big, big group where telemedicine has been beneficial is it makes it easier for women to access mental health services, which are often stigmatized, particularly if you are a woman of color. So if you're a woman from uh, a black woman or a Latina woman or a woman from um, who is Asian, sometimes trying to seek out mental health services you get stigmatized. So being able to do it through telemedicine has greatly increased um, accessibility to uh, mental health services. Another benefit of telemedicine is it has also reduced healthcare costs. Now, some of you may not know, but women likely do know that women pay more for healthcare services due, than men due to gender-based pricing. Yes, that is a thing. Telemedicine has made it possible for women to access affordable healthcare services without actually having to pay extra fees. And this is particularly beneficial for women, for low-income women or women who are lower on the socioeconomic status, who may not be able to afford traditional healthcare services or just can't access them, being able to now access um, services through telemedicine does make it much, much more affordable for them. So speaking of those two services, the third one I want to address is wearables. So this is a, actually, they're all my favorite, but I love a good wearable. So 
Wearable technologies has, again, revolutionized the way we monitor our health and wellness. So we have, obviously, Fitbits and Apple Watches. We have rings that we can wear. We have necklaces. There's so many things, right? And they track our steps. They monitor our heart rate. Wearables really have become an essential tool for women who want to take control of their health care. And here are some of the ways in which wearables impact women's health. So one, we have improved fitness tracking. Wearables have made it easier for women to track their fitness goals. With the help of a fitness tracker, women can monitor their daily activity levels, we can set goals, and we can track our progress. And this has helped many women stay motivated and achieve their fitness goals. Second, there's better sleep tracking. Sleep is an essential part of our overall health, and wearables have made it easier for women to track their sleep patterns. With the help of sleep trackers, women can monitor the quality and duration of their sleep, identify any issues, and make changes to improve their sleep habits. Third, there's menstrual strike. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> there's menstrual cycle tracking. Many wearables now come with a menstrual cycle tracking feature that allows women to monitor their menstrual cycles and predict ovulation. This information can be helpful for women who are trying to conceive or who want to better, better understand their menstrual cycle. Number four, improved uh, health, sorry, improved heart health monitoring. There you go. So uh, heart disease is the leading cause of death amongst women. So wearables have made it easier for women to monitor their heart health. With the help of heart rate monitors, women can track their heart rate during exercise and throughout the day, can identify any irregularities and seek out medical attention if needed. And then lastly, I would say number five is better stress management. Stress is a common problem among women and wearables have made it easier for women to manage stress levels. With the help of stress tracking features, women can monitor their health or their stress health uh, throughout the day, identify triggers that are causing stress, um, and also share this information with the healthcare provider. And you know what? I'm actually going to add another one uh, that I think is really important for, especially for uh, for new moms, moms with newborns, and that's lactation management. Because breastfeeding helps protect babies against short and long-term illnesses and diseases, um, there's an effort to promote breastfeeding. And I won't go into shaming mothers who breastfeed their, their babies in public. That's a whole nother podcast. But breast breastfeeding or giving babies uh, breast milk that is pumped really is highly preferred. So in terms of wearables, there are actually hand-free breast pumps. That is a thing now. So being able to have a wearable hands-free breast pump um, is what allows new mothers to basically pump breast milk hands-free, hence the name hands-free breast pump. And these pumps typically, I think, consist of cups that fit over the breasts that are connected to a motorized pump that draws milk from the breast. And there are several benefits to using a wearable hands-free breast pump. This includes increased mobility and convenience for mothers. Um, with these pumps, moms can then pump milk while they're pretty much doing other activities. So they could be you know, shopping, they could be going to work, you could be exercising or even taking care of their other kids. So yeah, let's go ahead and add that one on. I don't think it's talked about much, um, but it's definitely a wearable that is pretty beneficial. And there are several companies out there using them. So we're going to add that one on. 
So the fourth topic, because I mentioned that there were four different categories. The fourth category I want to talk about are communities. They're digital communities and then what we call IRL or in real life communities. So trying to navigate things since we just mentioned, you know, new moms, things like parenthood as a new mom or a parent to be, or even if you have a kid that is now in their tween or teen years, right? Or if you are worried about mental health issues or any of what feels like 10 billion concerns that you have as a woman, this can be paralyzing at times. So there are so many competing opinions that come your way and sometimes you just want to hide from it all. But isolation doesn't make anything better in the long run. And that is why having a community that supports you is so important. Community provides us with a support system, a sense of belonging, where we can form and explore shared values and engage in unique learning experiences that keep us engaged and active participants, right? So female-centric communities around motherhood, mental health, illness and disabilities, social justice, fitness and nutrition, and aging are just some examples of communities that are kind of centered around Femtech that happen online and in real life. And they provide a sense of community that is essential for personal well-being and social connectedness. It provides women with support, a sense of belonging, learning opportunities, and socialization, which can contribute to overall happiness and quality of life. So I think I, I definitely didn't want to leave that out because I'm noticing a really big growing trend with a lot of online communities that center specifically that are female-centric, that center around healthcare concerns that women have, and they are data-driven, but they also provide a lot of community support. Okay. So with that, I think I want to go ahead and wrap this up, but I want to say, I think we'll see even more advances in the coming years from personalized medicine to virtual reality therapy. Technology will continue to play a vital role in optimizing women's health. And I really look forward to exploring all of this with you. Um, and so with that, I think our time is up for today, but I want to thank you all for joining me. Please share your thoughts and insights on today's episodes. Have you, you, or do you use a wearable? Are you using now that you know what female centric or femtech is? Do you recognize that you're using maybe a couple of femtech apps and which ones are they? Please share your thoughts and insights on today's episodes. You can head over to the ehackherhealth.com website. You can join us, join me and join us on the Facebook community. You can join me on social media at ehackerhealth. Please, please, please. I'd love to see you and hear more from you. So again, head over to ehackerhealth.com. Join the Her Hack Health community for more exclusive content and conversation. Until next week, have a good one. Bye.